It's time once again for the Passion to Succeed podcast, where we explore the traits, mindsets, and attitudes of passionate and successful individuals. This show is for anyone who wants to make a difference, make more money, learn from the greatest minds, and discover how to be more successful in all you do and doing it with a pure passion to succeed. Here's your host, serial entrepreneur, successful author, and the world's most passionate master coach, Craig White. Hi everybody, it's Craig, Craig White of Passion to Succeed. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure today to be bringing to you um, a really amazing guy with with an unbelievable track record of success and, and overcoming challenges. And, and for me, it's a, it's a, it's a real uh, privilege um, to have uh, Mr. James Arthur Ray join us. You know, James has come from... Um, uh, I think originally from Hawaii, um, his family originates from, and, and really, you know, come through writing and succeeding in merit, many fields. And many of you may um, recognize the James Arthur Ray from his uh, contribution and, and uh, etc. with The Secret. And James, it's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to have you join us on the, the Passion to Succeed podcast show today. How are you? I am doing great, Craig. I, it's uh, the honor is mine. I really appreciate uh, you having me here, and I look forward to the conversation. Oh, it's fantastic! Hey, James, we have a, a, a real wide range of, of listeners from around the globe, and um, we have you know people from maybe uh, I guess you know small business entrepreneurs working in the network marketing industry. Maybe people um, you, you know are competing or, or training to to compete at running marathons, etc. So we really do have a wide range of, of, of individuals that regularly plug into our show. But obviously they're hungry. They're hungry for, for growth and they, they have a passion. I mean, tell us a little bit about your passions because, you know, you've got a, um, a real kind of deep and successful career, one that's, you know, had many challenges. What, what sits at the, the core of what's important to you? What, what are you passionate about, James? Well, I'm really passionate about uh, transferring all the, the gifts that I've been gifted with, and I'm not talking about, you know, my my particular abilities, but, you know, I, I've been gifted with a lot of things, uh, such as the ability to grow a very successful business. I've been gifted with, you know, a certain skill set, and I really believe, Craig, that all of us come into this into this universe with a gift, and I call that your, your unique genius. Mm-hmm. And my passion is for help to help individuals find their unique gifts and genius, be able to align those with their purpose, and then go out and make an impact and a difference in the world. And what I find consistently, and maybe you do as well, is that. You know, as I've traveled and worked with literally people from 143 different countries around the world, the number one question that I'm asked beyond compare is, James, what's my purpose? Why am I here? What's the meaning of life or some derivation thereof? And most people don't know what their purpose is, and I do, and I'm really blessed because that's rare. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, I hope that answers your question. One of the things that I want to point out that we often neglect to realize in leadership development, personal development, personal performance, spiritual development, all of those arenas, is that passion is a Latin word. If you trace it all the way back to its root, it literally translates as suffering. And so 
the fact is you are going to suffer for your mastery and that's not a popular sell in many cases but it's a reality nonetheless it's hard work and yet when you find it it's hard work but it's hardly work if that makes any sense to you because you get on point you get on purpose you know why you're here you know what god or the universe has sent you here to do and there's just no choice at that point there's no option you got to get it done joyce is it's fascinating i mean i i I find myself really passionate about contributing and, uh, you know, I'm a father, I'm passionate about being a great father and, you know, to, to learn something new always and, and to kind of take that insight in and understanding if you trace back, as you're saying that, you know, Latin means suffering. And as you're talking there that you have to suffer to, to kind of be, to master, you know, I guess your trade or your contribution. It just made me think for a moment, you know, what, what are we going to learn from this challenge? What what's going to make us a better person? I guess as you as you're going and overcoming challenges on your journey, it's it's character building, right? Well, it definitely is, and you know it's in the crucible of challenge that potential greatness is born. Again, maybe not popular, but we don't grow the most, learn the most, develop the most when we're tripping through the rose gardens and looking at rainbows. We, we grow the most, we develop the most, we learn the most when we're in the midst of a storm. And that's just a fact. And so if you check history, Craig, even a brief perusal of history will quickly prove to you that the greatest souls on this planet throughout history have had the greatest suffering. They've not had easy lives. I mean, just check your Bible very quickly or any other great study. And they've not had easy lives, because when you're going to master something, it takes everything you have. Einstein said once, you know, that mastery takes every single thing you have. And he was absolutely correct. And so, so you know, if you're going to be a great parent, it's going to take a lot out of you, Craig. And, and, I'm, and you know that. I'm not a parent, and it's not part of my path in this lifetime, uh, other than I have you know, my, the people, my clients and people of the world. And sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm babysitting in some way, shape or fashion. But, but nonetheless, it, it's, you know, even in my coaching work, it's, it's a frustrating job sometimes. Parenting is a frustrating job. It, it brings some suffering because you want to sometimes just grab them by the nape of the neck and say, hey, if you would just listen to what I'm telling you and do it, you'd change your life. Mm-hmm. And yet, often they don't. And, and so I firmly believe, though, that every single one of us is hardwired for mastery of something. We're all born into greatness, but we're conditioned into mediocrity. Yep. And so, so what we have to be able to do if we're going to step into our greatness, is break the chains of that resistance, break the chains of that that external legion that attempts to hold you at bay, break the chains of that mediocrity to step into your level of mission and mastery. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's that environmental and social conditioning that shapes us from the from an early age to almost conform to what's 
the said thing or society and, and that that's something I really wanted to ask you because you know you were talking about obviously people you know being unaware of what their purpose is or unaware of connecting with their passion and I guess really if, if people are unaware of that they're never going to develop mastery in the unknown so when people are uh, I, I guess typically in my humble opinion goal setting in line with what society suggests is right you know setting that that goal and ambition because they're keeping up with the Joneses or but never really connecting with what's really emotionally true to them and congruent with I guess their heart and their soul really what what what's your advice for people that are listening that are you know still struggling to find their purpose or or to connect and develop that deeper motivation well it's a really great question and I think you hit the nail on the head I I talk about and advocate what I call beginning at the beginning. And what that means is that, again, I believe you come into this lifetime with a certain gift and genius. And, you know, epigenetics, the science of epigenetics, if you're familiar, tells us that, that you know, about 50% of your who you are and how you show up is in your genetic coding, 50%, Craig. Mm. And then it says another another 10% are your environmental factors. So, you know, environment is really, really, really important. And then finally, there's 40% of your consistent choices which ossify into habits. And so the good news about epigenetics is that they say you can overcome your genetic predispositions. And so that's inspiring, right? You can overcome that 50%. But most, but here's, here's the rub, is that you've got this 50%, according to epigenetics, in your DNA, if you will, in your skin, in your lineage, in your, you know, your genealogy. And then you've got four and No, you don't. Hi, James. We, 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 lo- we lost you. For, I know you're... people think... Sorry, James. We lost you for about 10 seconds there. We, you were just talking about the geneolo- genealogy and we lost you. Can you hear me now? We can. Yes, we can. Okay. So where did you drop me off? You were just talking about the genealogy and then, um, and yeah. then I lost you. Okay. Sorry. So, so anyway, 40% is in your genealogy. I'm sorry, 50%. And then 40% is in your, your consistent choices, which solidify or ossify into habits. Now, most people believe they have free choice, free will. I would submit to you that that's not true. Because what most people think they are choosing, and you have alluded to this already, Craig, most people think they are freely choosing but they're not. What they're really doing is running what I call a low-level socialized operating system that's been programmed into them according to psychology between the ages of birth and 13 years of age. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, why is it that we tend to value a BMW more highly than a Ford? 
Well, it's because we've been conditioned that a BMW is is more valuable. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so, if you choose a BMW, are you really choosing that, or are you just following your conditioning? Yeah, of course. Right. Why is it that we think certain certain careers? Or, or certain labels or, or certain positions are more valuable than others. Well, it's because we have been conditioned that that's what's valuable. But, but is that really our choice or are we just following our conditioning? You, you with me on this, Craig? Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally in agreement. Yeah. And, and so easier said than done, but to really break free, and to be a free thinker, you have to be able to step back and you have to be able to begin at the to get super honest with yourself. Again, easier said than say, what is it that I value? Mm-hmm. What is it that's important to me? What are my gifts? What's my genius? And, you know, our school systems have failed us. Now, whether, whether you're in the UK or whether you're in the United States. Our school systems have failed us because we're not conditioned to be free thinkers. You know, the person who who assimilates the best and conforms the most gets the highest grades. You know, the person who is a thinker and, you know, banging off the walls, we call them attention deficit disorder and we give them drugs because we're so boring, they won't pay attention to us, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I mean, here, here's the tangent, if I may. There's, there's you know, attention deficit. That that same child who a ADHD can sit at a phone or a, a laptop or a tablet for hours and save the universe in a video game, Yep. right? (laughs) So there's no attention deficit there. They're just not paying attention to what we want them to pay attention to, probably because we're boring. And and so, so, you know, anyway, I digress. But the fact is, is that we have been conditioned to read, remember, and repeat. We have been conditioned to follow the money in the market. We have been conditioned to go after the jobs, and that's a surefire way to end up in what I call the 71% club. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gallup, a recent Gallup poll tells us that 71% of the people surveyed in the world are unhappy, disengaged, disenchanted, and totally miserable in their work. And that's because we are pursuing what we've been conditioned to pursue versus Really beginning at the beginning and saying, hey, what's important to me and what's going to bring value to my life and what's my purpose? Yeah, it's, it's such a shame, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, grateful enough that I've been on my own kind of entrepreneurial journey for, for many years now and, and broken free from from the shackles of society and, and conforming. And it's great to be able to have that influence on others and, you know, particularly my children now as well. But one, one of the... the uh, the things I wanted to ask you is there's a lot of things in my mind that, you know, after obviously following you um, myself over the years, how, um, how can people attract more of what they want in their life? I know, and I want to come to, to, to the, uh, your book, Harmonic Wealth in a moment as well. And what inspired you to write that? But I know you got involved with, with Rhonda Byrne and the secret and the, 
I mean, contributing on such a, a massive scale. And I know for a period of time that was a you know a real phenomenon, really, the way the the book was being you know I guess engaged with throughout the world. And you know, one of the areas on there you you often talk about you know where where attention goes, energy flows. And how can people attract? more of what they want into their life James you know you know breaking free from these shackles of society and and I guess be, becoming free thinkers well again it, it's what we've been discussing here and I would resubmit we have to begin at the beginning mm-hmm. we have to step back from the daily you know dash if you will and really take the time to go inside and to do a self-analysis. You know, most people in this world are not very self-aware. And, you know, I would submit that self-awareness is job number one, not only for the entrepreneur, but for all of us if you want to reach a state of fulfillment. And what we're really going after in life is a state of fulfillment. We're not going after money. We're not wanting a million-dollar business. We're not wanting a Mercedes. We're not wanting any of those things. Not really. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things. I've, I've done all of them and had all of them. But what we really want is a fulfilling life. Mm-hmm. And most people don't have it. And so the way to attract the, the things that you need in your life or you want in your life to fulfill your purpose is to first and foremost know exactly what that is. Now... You know, if you read my book, Harmonic Wealth, I'm, I'm honored. I'm glad you did. And what, what I consistently point out is that 60% of the word attraction is action. Mm-hmm. It's attraction. Attraction. Right? Now, I'm really grateful to have been in the secret. It exploded me into a variety of countries that I had not done work in before. And yet... I had no input on what was edited. I, I think some of my, they filmed me for three hours wow. to be in that movie. And I think some of my best material ended up on the cutting room floor, but my vision was different than Rhonda's and it was her project. But nonetheless, no disrespect. I just think the way it was spun for a lot of the romantic idealist, idealists, which I am not a romantic idealist, the romantic idealism says, oh, all I got to do is just visualize this and it's going to come racing into my living room. Well, you know, you, you sit around visualizing all day, Craig, they'll come take your furniture away, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, 60% of the word is action, big, bold, yep. immediate. And, and I... You know, I kind of became known as the action guy because I was the guy on Oprah going, wait a second, wait a second, you got to do something. And, and so, you know, in the physical form, we how do we attract? Well, we have to know specifically what it is we're going after, and it has to be ours. We have to be able to fall deeply in love with that, literally in love with that. And then... We have to be in the right place at the right time to meet the right people, to get the right opportunities, to take the right action, to get the right, right results. Mm-hmm. Did you follow that? Yep. You know, we, we got to be, I'll repeat it, we have to be in the right place at the right time to meet the right people, to, take the right, to get the right opportunities, to take the right action, to get the right results. 
-hmm. and and if you're not in those right places at the right time with the right people you're not going to attract it if you will it's it's now i'm not discounting the fact that you program this part of your brain called the reticular activating system Mm -hmm. which is a little filtering system in your brain that basically allows you to notice things that you have told it are important and once you get absolute laser focused clarity on what it is that you want and you know it's yours and you fall in love with it then you unconsciously tell your reticular activating system notice these things mm-hmm. and, and so it begins to notice those things there are things in our environment there's over two million bits two billion rather bits of sensory data in our vi- environment at any given point of the day well we can't if, if we were to pay attention to all of those we'd go insane yep it's, it'd be it'd be sensory overload right mm-hmm. and so what what research proves is that we can pay attention to about seven plus or minus two. In other words, between five and nine bits of data at one time. So with that realization, we understand that we're deletion creatures. We delete more than we allow in. And so consequently, you know, once you program the reticular activating system, it begins to notice the things you tell it are important and oh, oh my God, here's somebody who can help me get this thing that I'm going after. That's my new intention, right? Well, they were probably there all the time, but because you didn't have the clarity and you hadn't programmed the, the reticular activating system, you're completely deleting them and overlooking them. But they were there. Mm-hmm. Those opportunities are there. You just have to be in the right space to make that happen. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, totally. Yeah, completely. It's, um, it's, uh, it's having that congruency, I guess, I mentioned before about being, you know, congruent mind, body and soul and uh, yeah, unconsciously being aware um, to take advantage of them opportunities. It, it's, yeah, it's, I'm in complete agreement. I understand myself from obviously studying and being connected. One, one of the... Um, I guess when you when you were speaking earlier, you were talking about obviously you know suffering and you know going through suffering and ma- to 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 master anything. And I know I've stumbled across in the past. You talk about seven principles to create resilience. So we're talking you know obviously about action right. and, and obviously through through the actions people are going to take. And do you know I, I've I've been living my life very much by that sort of 60% of the word being being action for many years and, and it more than likely got it from when I read your, your book. Who knows? It's come from somewhere and probably more than likely from a, a congruency perspective of now and probably it's no 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 uh, synchronicity. It's um, or um, yeah. So with seven principles of creating re- resilience, what are they and what how can people implement these into, you know, going through the suffering, going through the challenges, becoming greater and a better version of themselves? Well, you know, job number one, I've already mentioned this, and the first principle is self-awareness. You know, it, it, there's just nothing more important than self-awareness. Our, our job is to become more and more and more self-aware uh, of who we are, why we are, and why we do what we do. And most people are just not doing a very good job in that arena. You know, I was asked by on CNN in an interview by a reporter, James, after all you've been through, and I don't know if your listener knows a lot of what I've been through, but I've been through some serious suffering. 
I, I've been through some tough times and have had, a, you know, a lot of sadness. I've also had a lot of joy. And, and the fact is sadness digs the cup deeper so it can hold more joy. And so, you know, he asked me the question, after all you've been through, why did you come back in the same industry? Why didn't you fade off into the sunset and just go do something else? And frankly, Craig, there were, there were a lot of times when, when I would have liked to have done that, mm-hmm. frankly. And, and there are a lot of ways to earn a living in this world. And yet my purpose, which is part of self-awareness, clarity of purpose, would not allow that to happen. You know, and that was my answer when he said, why did you come back to the same industry, the same thing? I said, easy answer. Three words, clarity of purpose. And I, I really believe that that is what, that's the foundation of resilience. Because when you're absolutely clear, clear on what I call your powerful transformative purpose, or PTP, when you know your powerful transformative purpose, your PTP, then you don't quit. You just don't. Even though it would seem like it would be easier sometimes to do so, you know deep down inside that it's just not going to be easier because that's your heart, spirit, and soul. That's why you're here. It's not a career at that point. It's a calling. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is for me. It's not a career. It's a calling. It's a mission. You know, it's not about the money. And, of course, we all need money. I'm a businessman. I'm very practical. And we all need money because if there's no margin, there's no mission. Right. Um, so, so we have to have that. But fundamentally, what we have to get is this degree of self-awareness that says, hey, I know what my values are. You know, we make every decision every moment of every day based upon our values. And yet in my live events, I will ask people, what are your, you know, I'll, I'll say that. We make every decision every moment of every day based upon our values. Okay, yeah, James, I get that. Okay, well, tell me what your top five values are. Um, I don't know, right? Well, <laughs> so what that means is you're flying by the seat of your pants. You know, most people are just living their life by the seat of their pants. They spend more time planning their favorite vacation than they do planning their life. Not a smart idea. So self-awareness is number one, and that, that includes, you know, purpose it includes your vision it includes your your values and that's really your philosophy of life mm-hmm. then the the another one is energy you know let's face it science tells us every th- single thing in this universe is comprised of energy and the only difference between you know the car i'm sitting in right now and and the desk you're sitting at or the computer you're sitting at or wherever you as a listener are right now between your body and your car or your desk or anything. The only difference is the frequency, which is the rate of vibration, and the density. It's all comprised of the same basic building blocks, which is energy. Mm-hmm. So if you understand that, energy is is almost everything. You know, the two greatest gifts you've been given by your creative source are your mind and your energy, and those are neck and neck. And so if you're going to build a entrepreneurial business, and 
95% of the people I work with are entrepreneurs because my all my all my coaching, all my teaching is about leadership and performance. If you want to be a leader and you want to perform at ultimate levels, then let's talk because that that's the kind of individuals I want to work with. And, and so if you're going to lead your field, if you're going to master your craft, if you're going to build a life-changing, world-changing business, it's going to take a lot of energy to do that, Craig. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And it just is. And, and you know, you, you can't, you just can't do it because it's, you know, Steve Jobs said success is hard. Mm-hmm. And it is. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. It's long hours. It, it's, it's, you know, giving everything you have. Remember I quoted Einstein, mastery takes everything. Mm-hmm. And, and so it takes a lot of energy to do that. And so energy is right up there with self-awareness. And energy happens at a lot of different levels. Energy is your thought processes. It's your feelings. It's your body. It's your flexibility. It's your diet. Mm-hmm. It's the amount of, of, of hydration you have. All of those things matter. I mean, in my five dimensions of leadership, one of those dimensions is physiology. And one of the first things I do with my personal coaching clients is I get them immediately on a workout program. Mm -hmm. And they go, well, James, I haven't got time to work out. (laughs) No, 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 no. You haven't got time not to work out. (laughs) You know, and and here's a reframe for you. If you're an entrepreneur and you want to be a leader, working out is part of your job. Yep. It's not a luxury. You know, it's part of your job. And there's so many reasons for this because, you know, it, energy, emotion is energy in motion. It moves the body to act. And so, you know, there's the movement creates, creates energy. It le- releases endorphins. Neuroscientists tell us that the neural cocktails that are created with a good workout make you more creative. They make you more innovative. They make you more determined. They, they allow you to face great challenges and not melt down. All that from a workout, right? And, and so... So that's part of energy is part of it. Uh, purpose we've already discussed quite a bit. Yep. Legacy purpose purpose is my particular meaning for life. Then there's legacy. Legacy is my contribution to others in the world, mm-hmm. and, and that that's critical too. Because whether you're consciously aware of it or not. We are all hardwired to leave a legacy. You know, some of us have children to do that. Some of us write books to do that. Some of us build businesses to do that. We're all either consciously or unconsciously wired to leave a mark and to say, hey, this is why I was here. And, you know, service, Craig, is the rent that we pay for the privilege of life. Mm -hmm. Life is a privilege. I mean, I get up every single morning. The first two words that come into my mind every morning are thank you. Because I'm just grateful to have one more day. One more day to to live my purpose and to hopefully contribute and hopefully leave some kind of legacy on the world 
that says, hey, it's maybe a little bit better because James Arthur Ray was here, right? So that's what do we got here? We got self-awareness. We got energy. We got purpose. We've got legacy. Another really important piece of resilience is your community. Your community. Now, now, this is something we've talked about in certain circles for a long, long time, that you're going to be the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, two guys from Harvard University now are proving this with documented research. Uh, there's two guys named Fowler and Christakis, both professors from Harvard, and what they have found is that your core community influences not only your income in the world, but also your impact in the world. Mm -hmm. Let me repeat that because it's important. Your core community influences, highly influences, and either, you know, there's nothing neutral, by the way, Craig. Every single thing in life is either moving you forward or it's holding you back. There's no neutral. There is no neutral. Everything, 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 everything counts. Yep. And, and so, so your core community, your family, your surroundings, your friends' friends, etc., impact not only your influence but your income. And what Christakis and Fowler have now proven beyond dispute is that it goes three times 360. And what that means is if you were to draw a circle 360 degrees circumference around you and take that circle out three layers wide, that's the impact that your community has. And let me give you a quick example. So, so you know, let's say I have a friend who's a close friend and I spend a considerable amount of time with her. All right? Now, she influences me. That's one, one degree out, mm -hmm. right? But her family influences me too, even if I don't spend any time with her family. And you say, well, how does that work, James? Well, her family influences her, and she influences me. Yep. So her family influences me too, mm -hmm. right? Now, her family, let's just say, you know, spends considerable amount of time with certain individuals and so now those individuals that her family spends a considerable amount of time with influence me too why because they influence her family and the family influences her and she influences me now when you begin to really think this through it's profound it's insane. It's profound. Mm. And you better pay attention. One of my teachers taught me years ago, I've had six major mentors, and one of them taught me years and years ago, for everything in life, you must pay attention. And to the degree you do not pay attention, you pay with pain. Mm -hmm. And that that's something you can think about for a day or three, mm -hmm. right? Because, because, all of these people, even if you don't really know them, have an influence on you because they're in your community. And therefore, you know, one of the things I'm really, really committed to is building high-performance communities. Now, a lot of people 
ultimate performance communities. A lot of people say, well, you need a like-minded community. And I say, no, don't, don't buy into that meme because a like-minded community, a, a group of people waiting at a bus stop is like-minded, right? <laughs> they're, going, they're waiting on the same thing and they're going in the same direction. And that, that group's not going to get you anywhere besides the mall. <laughs> what you need is, is a community of leaders and ultimate performers. Yep. Because when you have a community of leaders and ultimate performers, people who are absolutely committed to leading their own life and their business and performing at ultimate levels and doing whatever it takes to get there and having the courage and the backbone and loving you enough to call you out on your own BS, then now you've really got a community. So it's more than like-minded, even though that's a popular meme. Mm-hmm. You know, we, it, it's much more than that. You've got to have some people who are really committed to their own greatness. James, it's, it's oh. fascinating because I, I mean, the, only this evening I was doing a, a webinar training to a, to a community and really discussing one of the principles I was discussing was the, the sum of the five people we spend most of our time with um, and how that environment's very almost conditioning us daily. And it's the, the philosophy, isn't it? The old, the old saying of, you know, show me a man's friends and you show me the man. Um, but I'd never, exactly. I'd never looked at, obviously you know how insane it is to look at it further how you're sharing now just paying attention and listening you you know looking at how the people that are influencing the the five people you're spending your time with are being influenced sort of three generations away it's crazy when you when you think about that you have to you have to protect yourself more more, be more focused to protect yourself right yeah i mean you really really have to 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 think it through and be extremely cautious i you know one of the greatest decisions I ever made in my life was made a long time ago, probably close to two decades ago, where I made a decision that I would no longer spend high quantity time with people I did not want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I looked around at my group, my community, and I recognized they're really good people. You know, and yet they weren't going in the same direction I was going. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, remember, there is no neutral. Nope. Everything either moves you forward or it moves you back. And so I made a decision to to begin to cut ties with those individuals, and they didn't understand it. And, you know, I'm not going to suggest to you that you completely cut all ties with with your family or with, you know, some people who aren't moving in the same direction. But what I would suggest to you is you don't go as frequently and you don't stay as long. You know, I mean, there are certain there's going to be, a, there's going to be a wave of divorce in the UK. <laughs> well, you, you know, and, and here's, I mean, let's just be really frank. Yeah. If, if you're sleeping with the vampire, the energy vampire chances are pretty good you're going to suck because that's what <laughs> vampires do, right? I mean, you know, you, you're just, you, you've got you've got to be really, really cognizant mm-hmm. and committed. And some people, you know, are sleeping with the vampire. Yeah. And I get that. And some people aren't ready to make that kind of a leap. And I, I respect that too. And what I would say to you 
is that, you know, people say to me, well, what if I work in a job and everybody is pulling me down? Okay, well, you either have two options. Quit. Yep. Well, I'm not ready to quit yet. Okay, then you stay and you work harder. Then mm-hmm. Because if you're going to be in a toxic environment with a toxic community, you're going to have to work harder to be on top of your game than I am because I'm not in that kind of an environment. And here's the thing. You know, I'm a pretty willful guy. I'm pretty strong will. But most willful of us is off our game once in a while. Right? Yep. And and so willpower is on and off, even even for the most willful. Environment is 24-7. Mm-hmm. Environment at this point of the game, and I'm assuming he, that all of your listeners are at least in their 20s, at this point the game if not, if not, you know, longer in this lifetime, environment is more important than your heredity. Mm-hmm. And that's part of that 40% going back to epigenetics that we can take, I'm sorry, that's the 10% in epigenetics that we can take absolute control of. Yep. So we can take control of the environment. Environmental factors are 10%. Yep. And the 40% are, are continuous habits and the choices that we make or don't make. And that also includes, you know, all the programming that we've been gifted with from an unsolicited source at a very early age. And that's how you change your life. Yep. It really is. No, it's 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 really it's really great to listen to 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 you, James, and connect with you, um, and you know, be able to selfishly indulge myself, but also be able to contribute to to the listeners. As I know you were touching on uh, on obviously legacy and and contribution, and I know with some of the the the, the following that I've had and 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 watched and, <clears throat> and and done a little bit of research, just seeing that a lot of people on the back of obviously the secret, or those you're saying some of your best. Um, best content was left on the on the the cutting floor, so to speak. I'm sure you've got that out there in your own environment, which is great. But I know a lot of people were were almost um, uh, what's the correct terminology? My brain's gone. But they were they were following the 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 focus of gratitude and appreciation, and you know, getting up each day and being thankful that they're there, and with each step to the bathroom, being grateful that they were there and they had an opportunity to contribute and shape their day rather than respond to the day, um, which, is, right. which is great. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I, I think that life is a gift mm-hmm. and, and we need to really, really hold it in high value, high regard and never, ever take it for granted, even though the best of us fall off our game again. You know, I mean, even us guys that teach these things, we're not perfect at it. You know, we do the best we can. But what I can tell you is that, you know, the more and more you practice, the more and more it becomes a natural state of behavior. And, you know, the quality of your practice determines the quality of your performance. Yeah. So you so you've got a new book coming out um, uh, called Redemption: The Price of Leadership in Both Life and in Business, and that's set to be released next year, I believe. Yeah, well, that's uh, we're not we don't have a definite release date, but it is yes next year that that it's going to come out, and so you know, stay tuned. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm really really excited about it. it it's it's. Um, you know, I, I don't. I I really firmly believe, Craig, 
that we live in an era and a time where we're crying for leadership, mm-hmm. real leadership. And, and I, you know, personally, I'm just tired of the small-minded conversations around let's let's increase the minimum wage and let's build walls and let's let's bring more jobs and let's you know whatever i mean we need moonshots mm-hmm. we, we need big thinkers we need inspiration we need transformation and and so i i really believe that that kind of leadership we're crying for that to emerge, and I'm really hopeful that some of your listeners will choose to be one of those individuals. Well, there's there's an abundance there's a, an abundance of them that uh, you know that I guess everyone's in in different parts of their life. Some people are starting out, you know, new startups. Maybe maybe people maybe people are on their journey. Maybe people have hit rock bottom and need to you know climb back up. Um, and I know that's sort of like where you where your unique experience comes from, isn't it? That ability to help those whether people are at the top or whether, like yourself, the challenges you had that I guess you you hit rock bottom, but you've you've used your own your own principles of resilience to bring yourself back to to you know contributing on a high level. Well, you know what, and I would just say to those who hit, have hit rock bottom, I I really I know how that feels, and it's not fun. And what I would say to that is that once you've hit rock bottom, you finally have a firm foundation from which to build. And, and you know, hitting rock bottom kind of peels away all the, the garbage and all the bullshit that we tend to hold in high regard. And it gets us back to the heart and it gets us back to our true values and what's really important to us. And to build from that perspective is a powerful place because I, I, as you say, I've been to the peak and I've been to the pit and everywhere in between. And I've never had a greater opportunity to practice what I've studied and practice what I've learned and practice what I've taught than when I have lost everything externally. Because even when you learn, lose everything externally, you don't lose what's internal that can only be given away and so you know your true wealth is is not what you have your true wealth is what you're left with when all you have is gone and so you know take heart if you're in that position right now um you can turn it around very quickly very quickly much more quickly than you can even imagine. We live in a time where things are happening exponentially fast. Yeah. I mean, we have doubled the amount of billionaires in our world in the last 10 years. Double. Mm-hmm. And 11% of those billionaires have been created in the last 12 months. And when you study them, as I have, what you will quickly learn is that they're not becoming billionaires because they're pursuing the money. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, and I've interviewed some of these people. I mean, I've shared the stage with, with Branson and Trump and I've, I've had dinner with Sheldon Adelson and, and I've, I've studied these folks and what you will find very quickly is that all of them are doing exactly what we're sharing here. They're finding their unique genius and gifts. Mm-hmm. They're, becoming really really good at them if not great and they have a purpose 
you know, when you when you interview Elon Musk and ask him why he works 100-hour weeks, he says, because I'm here to save humanity. <laughs> you know, he, he's a billionaire, but it's not about the money for Musk. He's, he's building SpaceX and Tesla and Solar City because he's here to save humanity. Mm-hmm. That's a big PTP. Yep. That's a huge PTP. That's a moonshot. And that's, that's what I'm suggesting we all must have. And does that guarantee you're going to become a billionaire? No, there's no guarantees of that nature. But there is one guarantee. When you find that for yourself, and you give yourself fully and completely to it, you will live a meaningful and fulfilling life. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's really all about, Craig. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, James. And uh, it's that philosophy of giving value without need of contribution and having a, a vision and a purpose greater than yourself. Um, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm, I'm in the same vibe and same philosophy. Um, it, it's been an absolute pleasure. And, and I guess... You know, just listening to to you, James, personally, and you know, outside of reading a book and outside of watching bits on on the on the internet and and the secret, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I think the the test of your teachings and your contribution are true. And what I love is somebody that you know talks the talk, but really does walk the walk as well. And and you know, clearly you've you've had it all. You've hit rock bottom, but you've brought yourself back up, which is a real a real test of your character and also the principles to create resilience that you've been sharing with us today it's been been an absolute pleasure for those of you um that are you know maybe new to coming coming across james um ray you can connect with james on www.jamesray.com also i didn't realize this actually james that um there is um there's a, a live story that was told in a documentary called enlighten us that can be found on on netflix so if people want to connect and find out you know, a little bit more about yourself, they can do there as well. I mean, I'll certainly be checking it out at some point, um, maybe over the next couple of weeks when I'm when I'm heading to Spain. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure, James. I'm, I'm forever grateful, and uh, I'm really sure that the listeners are going to be as um, as um, in, in interested as, as I have been in listening to you this evening. So thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Well, the pleasure is mine. Uh, keep doing great work, Craig. The world needs it. Yeah, likewise, James, and, and a safe journey for the rest of your trip. And um, we will uh, look forward to connecting with you again soon. Okay. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's show, we would appreciate it if you would like. Most people share through social media. Then subscribe, rate, and provide a review over at iTunes and SoundCloud. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us. The Passion to Succeed show is brought to you by passiontosucceed.com. Get over to the website, subscribe, and join the community of passionate people.